you know, sending them a contract through HelloSign, an invoice through PayPal, an email through your Gmail, you're sending them a whatever else through another document, you're asking them to come join you on Trello. You have now spoken to this one person five different ways and they just signed up with you, which really doesn't incur a lot of trust. Hey there, and welcome to the Corporate Side Hustler Podcast. And I am your host, Lisa Rigoli, HR manager by day, Instagram manager by night, a wife and a mom of two beautiful girls. Now in 2014, I walked away from the dream job. I worked nine plus years to get to. And here's the deal. I said no to this opportunity because I knew in my gut, I no longer wanted to climb the corporate ladder but I wasn't ready to leave the corporate world. So I created this podcast channel to support you busy women, to maximize your time while juggling all the things. Each week, my guests and I are sharing how you can attract, nurture, and connect with your ideal audience with intentionality without spending countless hours online. We get the struggle of the juggle, and we want to remind you that you can build and run a profitable side business while working your demanding day job. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I would love, before we dive into our topic, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about who you are and what you do. So my name is Kelly Uskulin. I am the CEO and lead system strategist of K&Co Studio. We set up HoneyBook and Dubsado systems and management systems for creative entrepreneurs and the coaches who help them. And what I love is you're also a fellow side hustler. So we can't forget about the fact that you're doing this agency in conjunction with a demanding My full-time job. job. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I kind of had to, because the team was so, I needed a team. You need a team to run the agency and you need a team to help you out when, especially when you're not full-time. <laughs> yep. 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 So I'm curious, because I'm sure as my listeners are getting to learn a little bit about you in this episode, what was the thing that happened that triggered you to focus specifically on the impact that you're creating for women all over the world? So I was always a side hustler. First, I was a designer. I'm a graphic designer full-time and I became a website designer part-time and like my side hustle. But then I realized even though my processes and my client experience was amazing, didn't have that many clients, didn't have a good niche. And I didn't think I was that good of a designer. I didn't have that much confidence in my designs, but I had a loads of confidence in my systems. And it seemed that every person I worked with, I ended up saying, Hey, what are you using for this? Like, tell me the process after someone books with you. And I would dive into all of that with them. And I was like, Oh, I could set this up for people. Like I could do this. That could be what I do versus being a designer. And I made the switch. What I love about this is I know you. And I want people to know a little bit of backstory. So I was in a transition in my business. And I remember talking to one of my clients at the time. And I was like, I've interviewed so many people that are talking about systems. But the second they send me an email letting me know either the recap of our conversation or what they're going to offer me, it just kind of felt clunky. And I was like, why would I work with someone if they can't even communicate their process to me? And it was Kaylee. Kaylee was like, oh my gosh, you should meet my friend Kelly. And the second we connected, I, I, I still remember this. Mm-hmm. We connected, you sent me a guide right after. And I remember sending you a note saying, oh my gosh, would you be doing something like this for my system? Because this was the cleanest follow-up transition. I didn't even care how much you cost. I was nice. like, sign me up. I want in. 
And I think that's just a testament to who you are as it relates to systems and the design, because that's how I felt. It felt great. It felt special. And I felt seen. That's awesome. I'm so happy you had that, that experience. <laughs> good, good. Cause it's real. It's real. And it's why I'm excited that we're diving into today's topic, which is how to really elevate your client experience with a CRM system. And I know that you're going to walk us through some steps, but would you just first kind of highlight why is it important for us to elevate our client experience? Well, number one is I like to say consolidated all in one system because a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, I use a lot of different systems. You don't think that that's going to actually affect your client experience. However, you're now talking to this one client five different ways. You're sending them a contract through HelloSign, an invoice through PayPal, an email through your Gmail. You're sending them whatever else through another document. You're asking them to come join you on Trello. You have now spoken to this one person five different ways and they just signed up with you, which really doesn't incur a lot of trust. It's a little bit scattered. So now they're like, oh my God, hopefully this is going to go okay. Imagine if you were just talking to them through one platform, one email address, everything was branded everything looked like it was coming from you one person you don't want the client to have to chase you for something and you don't want the client to have to come to you for clarity like oh is this you sending me this on hello sign like oh is this you sending me an invoice via paypal you want it all to be smooth and they have no questions okay let's just talk about what she just said in layman terms because we as corporate side hustlers don't have the time to be chasing after things nor do we want our clients chasing after things so the fact that you just simplify that in such a beautiful way to say it's all about working smarter not harder keeping things in one location like to me that is so well said because even for my listeners, I still see you for the non-side hustlers out there. You're hustling something, whether it's the family life or maybe multiple businesses. We're talking about how you have one location to really streamline your business process. So your clients, and Kelly and I talk about this often, how your clients experience kind of this white glove experience mm -hmm. when they come into your world. So break it down for us. What is step number one? So step number one is writing down your entire process from beginning to end. So as soon as the client interacts with you, write down your process on everything on the client side. So it starts with them like contacting you via Instagram or contacting you on your uh, contact form on your website, all the way to you sending them a survey at the very end of your project asking, you know, how did we do? Can you give us some feedback? write down everything that happens in the middle of it because you need to know what those steps are in order to know what you can automate in order to know what you can actually template out or pre-write or pre-build that will save you time when you actually get to that step with the client now i remember when you gave me this as a first assignment as well when we were working through my workflows and i know that when we talked about it on the phone it was something that I'll be honest, I was like, it's in my head, Kelly. Like, I don't know if I could actually put pen to paper and what that looks like. I know that you have a customized approach with your clients. What advice would you give someone that hasn't picked up the phone to call you to work with you? What could they do to make sure that they're not getting analysis paralysis and just actually doing the work? I think it's just a brain dump. What I'm asking you to write down isn't what you hope your process could be or what you're envisioning it could be once you get it set up. What do you do right now? Like if it is send them a contract via HelloSign, if it is send them an invoice via PayPal, write that down. 
if it's send them an email saying welcome and thank you, write that down. Whatever it is you currently do, write it down because then you can always go back to it and realize, oh, I'm sending a proposal separately or I'm sorry, an estimate separately, then a contract separately, then an invoice separately. That could be one step, but I'd rather you write down what you're currently doing instead of writing down what you hope to do because you might miss a step. You might go into analysis paralysis and realize, oh, in my hopes to make things better, I've missed this major critical email that I should have sent to the client. It's step number four and I missed it. I love how even as you're saying that, even I was like, it truly is not something I want anyone to feel overwhelmed by. It is just jotting down some of those things. And to Kelly's point, think about even just keeping your notepad next to you as you're interacting with your client and just start jotting down some of the things that you're doing. And then you can revisit that notepad and add some additional things. It's not trying to make it feel like this, what it could be. It is what is the current state to really just help you map out that flow. Okay, what's step number two? So step number two is now that you've written out everything, it's time to build everything. I always like to say, like, if you wrote this down, break out some highlighters, break out some different colored pens and circle and underline certain things. So every time in your process, you said the word send, that's an email. No matter what you are writing an email, like sending the proposal, sending the invoice, sending the welcome guide, asking them to finish the homework assignment. You have to send them an email telling them the homework assignment so, so that they can finish it. So 100%, the majority of your workflows are emails. 80% of your workflows are going to be emails. Step two is building it all. But inside of that, A is writing down all of your canned emails. And then I would say B is actually looking at all the files you're sending and see if you can pre-build those now. So if you're sending out a service guide, it's the same service guide for every single client. So write that early. The contract, have that pre-made. The proposal, have that pre-made. Welcome guide, questionnaires, everything. Build that now. Write it down now. So you don't have to keep copying and pasting or just keep trying to find this link or recreating the same thing over and over again. Just build it once and you know, be done. And you don't have to customize each one. Like you don't have to think that this questionnaire needs to be Kelly's brand discovery questionnaire. It could just be brand discovery questionnaire. It's fine. You don't have to customize everything. Okay. So a little bit of story time, because I really like step number two. And I remember when you and I were first started working together and you were like, all right, think of your canned emails. And I was like, canned emails, I'm not sending canned emails. But when I did step one, which was really writing down my flow and process, a lot of my canned emails everyone you guys know of, especially if you're my client or if you're in my network of friends, I use Voxer a lot. So it would be really easy for me to shoot a client a Voxer note or a student a note or someone within my audience to note to say, hey, girlfriend, real quick about that thing we're going to be talking about next week. That was a canned email. Uh, all the things I was doing in Voxer actually was something that was allowed me to automate in an email and give me back so much time. And two, I was using Google Drive folders for everything. So I was always sharing a proposal in a Google Drive folder. I was sharing a service guide in a Google Drive folder. And everything that you're talking about right now is, I hope my listeners, you guys are picking up on if some of these words are not resonating, like, oh, I don't have a service guide, you probably do. You just don't call it a service guide. Yeah. You have something that is in your current system. Kelly's just helping kind of pave the way of how are you outlining that? If you work with Kelly or if you start following <laughs> Kelly, 
you'll start to see how you can start to really automate this to elevate that client experience. I love, love, love this piece. Thank you. And I think it's just putting all the pieces together that makes it easier. Because at first you're thinking, writing down all that's daunting, building these things, all that's daunting. But I'm going to kind of jump the shark a little bit. But doing all of that leads you easily into step three. Because without it, without doing step one and step two, step three, you're like, I can't do this because I don't have what I need to build it. And step three, it's actually creating those workflows or, you know, putting everything together. And most people start at step three. A lot of people start on the workflows tab and say, okay, let me build workflows. But it's like you, you didn't build anything else. You have no candy emails. You have no contract. You have not added any meetings to your scheduler. Like you haven't built a scheduler. So you starting there, of course, it's like, oh, this isn't working because you haven't created anything that you need for it. So of course it's difficult. It's like wanting to drive and you're like, okay, I need a car. And then you're like looking at the upholstery on the inside. What is it made out of? Do you have wheels? Is there an engine? <laughs> like, come on. I don't know. I don't know a lot of pieces of cars, but yeah, like you're missing key things. Like I like how you want to say like, oh, the interior is leather, but like how many miles to a gallon is it? Like, come on, let's be adults. Well, first of all, I love a good analogy, so I, even if you feel like you don't know all the car parts, you were doing a really good job of bringing everything together. But I love how you're simplifying these three steps to help us really map certain things out before we are quickly going to create the automation. Because again, another little story to kind of bring all of this together. When I also first met Kelly, I wanted to do HoneyBook. Somehow I got connected with it. There was a clean look about it. Dipsado felt really intimidating. And Kelly literally was like, listen, I'm gonna go wherever you wanna go. My heart and my skills are telling me you should go Dipsado. Why not first do these three things that Kelly just outlined and let's see which system would be the best system in order to house everything. And that's why it's really key because I think we're so quick to sign up for the next platform. But if we don't do these simple steps of just outlining everything, you may invest in something that doesn't truly suit what you're looking for. So all of these steps really bring everything together to ensure that you're streamlining your process and your clients feel like you're helping them along the way without the constant them asking you questions. Thoughts on that, Kelly? Because I remember when you were like, uh, no to HoneyBook. <laughs> well, no, because I, I love HoneyBook. I'm a HoneyBook, I'm, a, I'm an actual, like official HoneyBook pro. I love it. But I think when you're going through your systems, you really need to decide, okay, what are the actions that the HoneyBook, you know, workflows give me? What are the actions that the Psato workflows give me? Like, what is it that I need? And then will HoneyBook give me everything that I need? Or what is it that I need? And will the Psato give me everything that I need? But I will admit to you right now, not one system is going to give you every single thing that you need, but one system will give you a majority of things that you need. And I gave this bit of advice to a past client because they didn't know which one they were going to go with. Instead of signing up for the trial, because you're not going to build everything in the workflow during the trial time, watch a couple of YouTube videos about people doing things in HoneyBook or Dubsado and let that lead you to which one is better for you. Google like how to send an invoice in both and then see which one seems better for you. Google how to send a proposal in both and Google which one seems better for you. Do a research like that and see how people are using it and see people actually in the program. And then from there, you'll be able to get a sense of, yes, Dubsado seems like this is the platform I need 
or no, HoneyBook is exactly what I need. I know I love it. Let me move forward. Yeah, and I do want to make sure that I make a quick correction just so you guys heard Kelly. Kelly is an expert in HoneyBook and Dipsado. Me personally, doing exercise one through three, I realized that Dipsado was better suited for my business and the client experience I wanted to create. And I'm so glad that Kelly mentioned this because there were times where I would ping Kelly and I'm like, well, can the system do this? And she's like, technically it can't, but here's an alternate solution to help give you that one piece that's missing. So I think it's really key for you guys to pick a platform after you do steps one through three that provides the most support but do not expect that you're going to find a platform that's going to have all of the bells and whistles. I just don't think we're there yet. Yeah. One thing to kind of help you make the decision. If you guys are like, which one should I do? HoneyBook's beautiful to look at. It's so pretty. It is a great user experience. Like it's so easy to use. Definitely vote for HoneyBook. If you are not that techie, if you like the way most of the things on HoneyBook look already, you're like, Oh, this is great. All I have to do is change one or two things to make it match my brand done, then stick with HoneyBook. HoneyBook is for you. But if you're like, no, I want CSS. I want custom everything. I want to hit a button and then walk away from my desk for two weeks and everything happens <laughs> in the back end. then the Posado's for you. But you've got to realize that like with that customization, with that level of automation comes a little bit more tech skills that you're going to need. So it's kind of like, which one do you want more? And then what are you willing to give for it? I love it. I love it. So those steps were super easy, I believe, for us to digest and easy for us to truly put pen to paper during our own timeline. Is there anything else that you want us to be aware of or be cognizant of as we start to really map out this process? So I think one big step that people miss is testing the workflows. Test it with your mom, your dad, your, your, your partner, your best friend, and just test it with them. Even if it's, hey, I'm going to send you money to pay me with this so I can just make sure it all works. What you don't want is to send an untested workflow out into the world and then be disappointed or be, you know, embarrassed. That happened to me this weekend when I was hiring new people. I did not test my workflow and everything sent at one time. And I was like, oh, oh no. that's, that's why I always add this step. Test it. So <laughs> test, test, test. That's like, that's the fourth step. It's, it's like hidden, but that's the fourth step. Please test your workflows. I'm probably giving all the goods because I definitely want people to learn more about how they can get connected with you. But if you all are feeling the connection the way that I have with Kelly over the years, what I love about the service that she provides is that she provides 30 days support after. And a lot of that is the testing piece. And she is very open where if I test something, I'm like, oh, I thought it was supposed to do this. And she's like, oh, we can figure that out. And she'll help navigate because literally it's so crazy how you can test something so many times in your mind, you thought it was gonna happen one way, but you have to make sure that the system is doing what you think and you want it to do to check for any hiccups or things of that nature. Because again, your clients are the ones that are receiving it. You may not always see what that looks like. So I love that this is like, we'll call it the bonus. This is like the bonus to the three steps, right? The hidden bonus. So uh, that is your gift. And I think a good transition for us to say, Kelly, how can my listeners get connected with you and learn more about what like services that you provide and all that kind of good stuff? So definitely connect with me on Instagram at Canco Studio. I am always there. You can always DM me or voice note me about an issue. 
I'm great at that. That's where I give my free consultations is in the DMs. And if you want to work with me, we have VIP days and really intense VIP weekends. Lisa's actually gotten both the VIP day and the VIP weekend before. We offer those two levels of service. One gives you fewer workflows. One gives you workflows and SOPs and you know everything to your heart's delight. But we'll help you decide which one is best for you. All the links that we just talked about from a website as well as the Instagram handle will include in the show notes. So definitely take a peek there. Kelly is so real when she says that she offers free consulting in the DMs. Definitely connect with her there or just reach out to her and talk about what she's doing on the weekend. She's a great painter. She'll talk about her fun <laughs> hobby there. And then two, I did opt into both services. And I tell Kelly this all the time. So I want to make sure you guys hear it too, loud and clear. I tell Kelly, I'm never breaking up with her. Yeah, Someone else can slide into my DMs talking about their systems <laughs> or, you know, on point. But I'm like, okay, well, you don't know my person because she does deliver that quality of service. And what I love, love, love too, when you think of the three steps um, that you just shared, Kelly, mm -hmm. I love that you also provide insight of, hey, I, I noticed that you have steps one through five. Did you ever think about adding like a step three, four for these reasons? And I'm like, huh. That was in the back of my mind, but I didn't actually think of putting that on paper or, huh, I didn't even think about that in general. So what I love is that you don't just input what we're putting out there. You also provide suggestions on what you think would make sense since this is more of your world and you see so many different variations of that. And I can't thank you enough for showing up that way for me and my business. And I know that you do that for your other clients. Thank you. I appreciate that. We almost think it's a little bit of coaching. Like that, that gets added yes. into our calls together. But I, cause I want this to be easy for you as a business owner, but I also, again, want to elevate the client experience. I want to be like, Hey, if you send them this email and they have questions, can we answer those questions now in the email? Can we answer the questions in the next email? Because I know me reading it, like if I'm reading it as a client, I'm thinking, okay, how do we move forward? Or like, what's the next automated step? Because I want it to not be a burden on you or your client. I want it to be smooth sailing. Love it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of this great knowledge. And before you go, mm -hmm. we end all of our episodes with a, would you rather? Okay. So the, would you rather for this month is, would you rather make a phone call or send a text? I'd rather send a text all day all day yeah me too me too and i <laughs> like it's really aggressive when you call someone like like you didn't care about my time that you just randomly yes. called me i'm like i'm busy what do you <laughs> i love that you said it because i was like well it's going to be my follow-up as my reason why but really you, aggressive. you worded it right because i do feel that way sometimes people will call me and i'll be like you could have sent that in a text right or like you can like you schedule a call you don't know what i'm doing yeah yeah. yeah. A random, random. Hold on. Someone like FaceTime me, like, you know, just when we're texting and then just straight up FaceTime. I was like, I have to schedule FaceTimes. I don't have any makeup on right now. Like, it feels like you're just walking up to my house, ringing the doorbell when you FaceTime me. What are you doing? It's exactly. I was like, we can't talk anymore. We can't date anymore. I don't, <laughs> mm, this is too much. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, Kelly, it's been a pleasure. I am so grateful for our friendship. I'm so grateful for the work that you do behind the scenes in my business and the knowledge that you shared with my listeners today. So have a good one. You too. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, here's what I want you to do. 
take a quick screenshot of you listening to the Corporate Side Hustler podcast and upload the image to your Instagram stories and tag me in it at the Corporate Side Hustler. I would love to hear from you and connect with you on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you the same time next week. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.